TheOAMNetwork.com. Power to the podcast. Welcome to another episode of Sports, Sports, Sports Queued Up. I am your host, Quentin Bailey. You find us on the OEM Network. Uh, we're streaming live on Facebook and through the OEMnetwork.com backslash live. Um, sponsored by Side Street Grill. I'm joined by my dad here today. How uh, you doing? How you doing? Chef of Sports Talk, CJ. How's it going, man? usual. So, uh, as sure as God made green apples, one day the Cubs will play in the World Series. <laughs> was said by Harry Carey back in 1988. <laughs> And tomorrow they will be in the World Series. Yep. So, uh, put a perspective on how long it's been since they've been there. Uh, 1945, right? Uh, obviously, none of us were born. Uh, Martin Luther King was a teenager. Uh, there wasn't color TV. Uh, there was – it's a long time coming. Yeah, and, very long. <laughs> and even longer since they won. Yeah. So, uh, super excited. We're going to get into that a little bit. We're going to touch on the NFL. Uh, we're going to talk about – Maybe why the NFL rank, uh, TV ratings are down. Um, uh, we're going we're gonna to discuss what Mount Rushmore means in sports when you want to go through that. Because uh, we've had a discussion about that when you were on here before. Yeah. Um, Bill Goldberg's back in the WWE. Uh, Brock Lesnar's supposed to be on TV tonight. Um, so this is where we're going to start off. The Minnesota Vikings are no longer undefeated. No. As Now, this is what trips me out. They were undefeated, the only undefeated team left, right? They come off their bye week, and the Philadelphia Eagles had lost two games in a row. Right. So you come into Philly, it's a must-win for Philadelphia, really, mm-hmm. especially at home. Especially uh, with the way Dallas is playing. Yeah. yeah. you got to so keep up with them. you got to yeah. keep up with them. Um, your defense was kind of embarrassed last week against Washington. Yeah. All right. I thought so. I felt it, right? Uh, Carson Wentz has been struggling a little bit. Um, so it's a big game for Philadelphia. Four and two is a big difference from three and three. Huge. Okay. Yeah. Um, so they come into that game and, and if you're thinking about it from a Philadelphia Eagles defensive standpoint to where all you're hearing about is how great this Viking defense is. Mm-hmm. And the Eagles defense has been good. Other Very than good. Yeah. The, uh, embarrassing performance against Washington last week. Uh, but they come in and, Immediately, it was tit for tat. Turnover one way, turnover the other. Five turnovers in the first quarter. It was it was an interesting game. Yeah, I showed up to your house like three minutes left in the first quarter. You're like, there's been like five turnovers. It's like, what? Yeah, I think in the first eight minutes or yeah. something. It was right. It was crazy because as soon as the Eagles turned, I mean, Eagles gave them the ball at the two-yard line. Oh, wow. And uh, interception returned to the two. And third and goal, Bradford throws a pick. Uh, next possession, Fumbled the snap between the quarterback running back. Um, and then pressure on Bradford gives the ball right back. It was uh, it was interesting. And, you know, I, I didn't have a heart attack or anything, so we're good on that. <laughs> but but here, here's what gets me. The reason I talk about how much the situation, how important it was to the Philadelphia Eagles, uh, everybody was talking about how impressive Minnesota was. No Adrian Peterson, they're last in the league in rushing. But they're still looked at as a, a favorite in the NFC. 
And right. all of a sudden, you lose to a team. You're on the road. You lose to a, a good team, right, that's desperate, uh, in need of a win. And all of a sudden, everybody all of a sudden, well, now Bradford's back to being Sam Bradford. <laughs> and now this, now they can't pass. Now they can't run. Now they can't protect, which they had trouble protecting. Um well, that's been all year, though. Yeah, really. the line's been really bad. It has. Ain't? Even when Peterson was in, they couldn't run the ball. Yeah. Right. yeah. But when Peterson was in there, which was only the first couple games, right. you'd watch the footage. Because the first game, Sean Hill started the first game for the Minnesota Vikings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember who they played. It doesn't matter, right? So they won that game. Uh, and then Bradford was uh, in- interjected into the starting lineup. So, uh, But even then, they were putting eight, nine guys in the box. And daring you to throw. And all of a sudden, Diggs started playing well, uh, becoming a star, right? Stephon Diggs, the wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Um, Bradford was efficient. But when you're a team that's predicated off playing defense and running the football, if you don't run the football, then you got to protect the ball. And if you don't protect the ball, and if you don't protect, protect your quarterback, then I don't care who your quarterback is, right? You're probably not going to win a whole lot of games. Uh, when you turn the ball over like that, so everyone's quick to kind of pick them apart and tear them down. I just I don't see that just yet. Now, when the Bradford trade uh, went through, Dad, you're the one like Minnesota's going to the Super Bowl. That's correct. Uh, what made you think that? I just think that's uh what they needed. I think uh, Bradford is a accurate passer, and uh, you know, not taking thing away from Bridgewater, but he's not really what you call a deep threat guy. Yeah. But uh, Bradford, to me, was just what they needed. Of course, I was counting on Adrian Peterson being there, too. But but still, uh, you know, those games, he started looking pretty good. And I think for whatever happens on that bye week, it's happened to just about all the undefeated teams. When they come off yeah. that bye week, they're flat. and it, They it, lose their mo. They do. Know? And it's happening so early in the season. Yep. Like when the Eagles started off 3-0 and and they went into their bye week, everybody was like, I was like, I'm not really concerned. Yeah. And then you come out and you're sloppier coming off the bye week. Mm-hmm. Uh, Minnesota was. Um, Philadelphia was. I don't remember if Denver lost. Came, yeah. came, it came off a bye as well. Mm-hmm. So um, they, they, they're they a little bit more inept on offense in Denver. Mm-hmm. Um, but – I, I just wanted to bring up the game, not to break it down as much right. as to praise Philadelphia. But I also, I mean, their defense played well. Right. Two straight games of kickoff returns. Mm-hmm. So people forget that football is a, a three-facet game, right? You got your offense, special teams, defense. When one's not playing well, do uh, you like it that the other two are? So if you can get two out of three, you're going to win football games, right? Mm-hmm. You're going to win a lot of close ones. You are. You are because you can get points from all parts of your team. It's a team game. Uh, so I was excited. Good victory. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm just not bringing down Minnesota just yet. Uh, in my power rankings, they're not number one anymore. You can't be if you lose. Mm-hmm. It, it just doesn't make sense. But they're still amongst the top of the NFC. I think so. Uh, I, I think, uh, you know, what they're going to have to do is figure out a way to run the ball. Take some of the pressure off of Bradford, or at least be able to throw the ball quickly. Well, you know, because e- they that, don't have any time. But see, they were doing that the first few games. Right. But people have started creeping up, creeping up, yeah. taking that away. So you got to get over. So the now top. he's got to have somebody he can give that ball to to make them lay back a little bit. And, and this is probably the best defense they played all year. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably so, considering Carolina kind of fell off a little bit. Mm-hmm. They beat Green Bay. Green Bay's a good defense also. But Philly, I, I would say, is the better defense than, than and, Green but Bay. But it was a must-win for Philadelphia 
much more so than it was for the Minnesota Vikings. Right. Everybody's like, Bradford's going to go in angry. I don't know why he'd be angry. You got put in a better situation. Uh, the people that brought you in aren't there anymore, and Chip Kelly. Right. So it's not a, they did you wrong. We got first round pick, if Minnesota makes the NFC Championship game, Philadelphia gets a third round pick. Mm. All right. But other than that, it's a first and a fourth. Well, I uh, think, I think if anything, he, he's going to be holding against the Rams. He's not really against the yeah, Eagles. Yeah. I, did, uh, I don't think so either. Uh, I think it would be against Jeff Fisher. Yeah. Which I think. That organization's. It is horrible. Yeah. Uh, At judging talent, it is. I saw that they were playing uh, when I woke up yesterday. I didn't know. I, I always forget about the 8 o'clock games on Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. And they're never good anyway, so it don't matter. And just, just understand, because we're going to talk about the, the TV ratings in a little bit. Understand, just because a game's close doesn't mean it's a good game. Right? You could, you could play two teams. A lot of people, like Big Ken kept saying uh, about um, Seattle and Arizona last night, mm-hmm. neither one are trying to win. Like, neither one deserved to win. Like, mm-hmm. defense has played hard. Yeah, uh, that was one of the better defensive games, really. It was. It was I mean, that's what it, all it was. But to me, sometimes you like seeing that compared to one team running up the score and somebody can't even move down the field, you know. Yeah, you'd rather see a close game than a lopsided yeah. game. But sometimes close games are not good games. Yeah. Yeah. And, They're sloppy. And, and even know? like I love defensive games. Right. Right. But from what I saw, I didn't watch the whole game. I watched Ghostbusters. Yeah. Uh, you don't want to see a lot of three and out and punts, though. You, you want to see some hard hits, some look, uh, interceptions, well, some big plays. Well, you know? I think last night showed that Russell Wilson's maybe fifty percent. Yeah, they're if saying he's that, real banked up. Yeah. yeah, if that you could, t- and what really he, highlights that is the rushing numbers. Yes. He's not running the ball at well, all he anymore. He, no. he gets outside and gets real the ball. Right. He don't try to but it's yards. crazy that um, he's more banged up now than before he went into the bye week. Yeah. You know, and and they played last week against Atlanta. Not a top-notch defense, right? They didn't put good a lot of team, pressure on. Good team, but not a great defense. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, the defense is good enough to help the offense. Right. That's very high A lot of times, though, your treatment backlags on you, you know, when you uh, keep playing and aggravating it. You're not giving it time to yeah. heal up properly. Yeah. And, and you know, uh, when you're hurt, and, you know, I've been hurt, like, People always say, don't get hurt when you go play your game, go wrestle. Right. I say, I stay hurt. You know what I mean? Right. So, I think because I like Jimmy McMahon so much growing mm-hmm. up that I kind of took after him. And I've, I've had a lot of injuries. But to the point is, when you're hurt, or more so when you're injured, uh, it doesn't take much to re-aggravate it. You know, wrong one wrong step the wrong way. Even if you're not hurt. Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah. Paul George playing basketball last year. Mm-hmm. Just jumping up and coming at the kid from Louisville. Like, yeah. you just... It's just freakish, man. And, right. And there is no, well, I could do it one way. You could do it the exact same way I did it, and you get hurt. Mm-hmm. It's right. It's just, you know. So when you are hurt, and and that's going to – it leads me to this. When a player is so valuable to you, sometimes you got to sit them back. Mm-hmm. Uh, LaShawn McCoy in Buffalo, all right? Mm-hmm. He shouldn't have played yesterday. No way. Yep. There's, there's no way. If you're ruled out on Thursday or Wednesday, whenever it was, then all of a sudden your game time on Saturday – there's no way you got yourself, especially in an injury like that. Mm-hmm. And and when a player is so valuable, it shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I messed with boss lady. I call her boss lady up at uh, over my job, right? Right. Sponsor Side Street Grill, right? She's a big Buffalo fan. Yep, huge Buffalo fan. And I told her she was very confident that without McCoy, they could be, you know, I wish she, I rolled my eyes, Miami, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, she, you know, she was very confident. Even without McCoy, and my point to my point, 
when a player, even if he's your best player, not best, and more so in basketball, if you miss your best player, it hurts you. Uh, but when a player is so valuable, you know what I mean, it hurts. Yes, one player can hurt a 53-man roster. And you see, since they've made the firing of Roman, that has been the highlight of that offense is McCoy. They're just feeding McCoy the ball. So, yeah. Not having McCoy was a big deal. Huge deal. And he's their whole thing. And Miami, got to give them credit too. Ever since their O-line got got healthy against Pittsburgh, they've really come out and run the ball. And Ajayi. And Ajayi, yeah, 200 yards. In consecutive games. Right. Fourth player in NFL history, right? Earl Campbell did it. Uh, O.J. Simpson did it twice. twice. Yeah. Uh, who was the other guy that did it? I can't remember, man. I heard that also today. Oh, uh, Ricky Williams. Yeah. Okay, yeah. That was. Um, but yeah, you got to give them some of the credit. You can't just say it was you all because they beat the Steelers. Yeah, they beat yeah. Buffalo. Right. Miami was getting desperate. That's two good teams they, you beat back to back. Teams that know? are better than you, right? At least definitely. They still need a quarterback. Yeah, they do. <laughs> bad. Yeah. Bad. Too you bad know, Tim's not you know, here. That, I think you was talking about. Uh, People not really – the ratings down and things. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, a lot of it's quarterback play. Mm-hmm. There's just not a lot of good quarterbacks. I think I think to your point, uh, there's not a lot of great quarterbacks. Well, I think, I think if you go one through 32, I think the bottom third of the league is really not really good at all. I think there's a couple great, some good ones, mm-hmm. and then it just falls off. Like mm-hmm. you get your Fitzpatrick's and, yeah. or just Jets in general. Uh, type of situation. And a lot of the games haven't been the better games. And here's the thing. I got this. Okay. So people talk about the ratings are down. Understand that Sunday, Fox, Sunday, C- uh, CBS, ratings are fine. Yeah. All right. They're, Daytime's they're fine. It's the, it's the night games it's, and the it's Thursday It's the primetime game. games. Okay. Yeah. So here's been, the, here's been the Thursday night lineup this far through the season. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, of course, Denver and Carolina started off the season. Yeah. Rematch. That's Super cool. Bowl, big right. game. That's yeah. cool. Super Bowl rematch. Everybody watched it. Uh, but uh, the Jets and the Bills. It was a one-sided butt whooping. It was close, closer. The the score. It was closer on the score than it was on the field. If that makes sense. I can just remember AJ Green torching them on that Thursday night game. Yeah, yeah, he did. All right, so Houston, New England, which wasn't a bad matchup, but no Tom Brady. No Tom Brady, man. Yeah. All right, but New England still wiped the floor with them with their third quarterback. Uh, Miami and Cincinnati. You know. Arizona, San Francisco. No, like, nobody. Nobody wants, to, wants to watch either of those games. Uh, and then Denver, San Diego was turned out to be a close game, but it wasn't a good game. Yeah, no one's excited. And then to here's see been that. your Monday night football games. All right, Pittsburgh, Washington start off the season not bad. Open a night, you have to do a West Coast game. L.A., San Francisco, Chip Kelly's first game. Two good fan bases. So the first game, what? Well, cool, whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. Philadelphia, Chicago, two teams that weren't in the playoffs last year. You know, both those teams have. Uh, fan base around the country but it's not a prime time if you're not a fan of those teams you're probably not watching the game no atlanta new orleans all right high scoring but once again if you're not a fan you're not watching two none playoff teams uh the giants and the vikings intriguing but it wasn't a good game giants are sloppy uh tampa bay carolina you know jets and cardinals tampa bay carolina was with no cam newton also no cam newton right so you look at these games when you open up the season on sunday night football with arizona arizona new england no tom brady right there's no peyton manning in denver there's a transition period to where uh so you look at these these games like you said there's no great quarterback play 
So it's hard to – that's the star power in the NFL. Yeah, that's what you're watching the game for, to watch a, a quarterback and, and operate I, against uh, a particular defense. And I think we've got accustomed to seeing great quarterbacks. Big Brady's, numbers. Manning, yeah. Aaron Rodgers, Brett Favre. You just keep going down the line, you know. It, it was a lot of them that you watched. Drew Brees, all these guys putting yeah. up big, huge numbers, yeah. And – uh you know, then all of a sudden, they, one by one, they start going by the wayside. And the NFL uh, shifted more towards a, a defensive, more defensive-minded teams or the better Beginning teams. of this decade, right. that's mm-hmm. when that changed. Mm-hmm. The whole 2000s was throwing was everywhere. The three offense, you, mm-hmm. you took away the – where you couldn't really bump too much on the line of scrimmage with the cornerbacks. Um, and that was when you had all your 5,000-yard – it was Stafford, it was Breeze, it was Peyton Manning. Um Five, you got, he had a five thousand yard guy every year. Right. Breeze has done it multiple times. I don't know, six, seven times, whatever. So it's pretty remarkable. Um, but if you throw sixty times, you should throw for five thousand yards. Right? Yeah, or you shouldn't be throwing. <laughs> uh, but I just think the ratings with the transition period and stars, because I think Derek Carr is a star. Right, he's going to be a star. Right, and he's on. He's the next he's franchise guy. It's just that he's out west. He's not notably. On the East Coast, he's not he's notably not. yet. And you got to get in the playoffs. To and get yeah, your that's what I was going to say. You need to get in the playoffs. That's where you're going to make a name for yourself. Yeah. But beating I, a, beating but, a, a, an established team in the playoffs. But I, I think he's going to take the spot of what Andrew Luck was supposed to be. That next great quarterback. He's still good. I'm not crapping on him, right? But, you know, guys like Derek Carr, we people weren't ready for him. We were waiting on Andrew Luck. Yep. We were waiting on RG3. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, Derek that, Carr wasn't a number one. No. Pick, you know. He wasn't. Yeah. So uh, he didn't have that star power mm-hmm. getting to the playoffs and with a popular team like the Oakland Raiders. Right. Uh, now you'll start to get some uh, notoriety. Notoriety for being an elite type of quarterback. Right. You know? Uh, so the league is struggling with the elite quarterbacks because the elite quarterbacks are pretty much the same guys that it's been, like mm-hmm. you said. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I don't think Rodgers is elite anymore, uh, but Tom Brady. You know what I mean? People still bring up Phillip Rivers for some reason. I don't know why. They still bring him up, who's still a good quarterback. Um, so that star power just isn't there. Your your primetime matchups are not good. All right, now, I understand what the league's trying to do. The league's trying to give everybody a shot to play. And I understand this. On Thursday nights, you really don't want, even though Denver's done it twice, you really don't, but they're the champs. You don't want to put teams on Thursday night multiple times because it's just not fair. Right? And the first game is a, isn't that much of a penalty. It's not. You get extra rest. You know, It's so, actually a bonus. Yeah, if, you, if you're if you playing Thursday on the first week, it's kind of a bonus, yeah. But having said that, so if you don't want to – can't really use teams twice on Thursdays. Mm-hmm. So that eliminates Dallas. So there are some ratings, mm-hmm. right? right? You only get New England once, mm-hmm. and you didn't have Tom Brady, right? So you get uh, – so you get your more popular teams, and you can't use them. Pittsburgh, right? Mm-hmm. Can't use them, right? You got to save them. Uh, so I understand trying to spread the wealth, give everybody a shot. But, like, if you're not a fan of these – I love football. Yeah, I'll watch any game. And I'll watch pretty much any game. But I will turn it off if I don't like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, there's other things I can do. And mm-hmm. Now the NBA is coming around, too. I just – I think that you want to schedule – I would get rid of the Thursday night game. Right, all together until Thanksgiving. Then Thanksgiving, you get your Thursday night games, and you can do one for the rest of the year. I'm a big fan of the Thursday night game as a fan. I have to work on that night, unfortunately, but I've always been a big fan of having a little bit of NFL early in the week. But I do think it's a big, huge penalty to whatever team has to travel in that game. 
So it's almost like guaranteeing a, a poor performance if you have to travel it's, on a short week. It's pretty week. much always sloppy. Right. It's never good. Um, You're not prepared, well, man. Well, I think, I think they need to change it and not not have the Thursday night until – you're halfway through the season. Like you said, Thanksgiving. Yeah. And then the teams that are winning, that's the teams you, you put on there. Right. So like a flex schedule. Yes. I, I wouldn't mind that. I wouldn't mind, and I was talking to Dustin about this, I wouldn't mind moving it from Thursday to maybe Friday or Saturday. Yeah. You know what I mean? So then you could apply the flex if you wanted to. You could. Uh, but not as many people are staying at home Friday and Saturday night. That's why they want to use that as a Thursday on a Thursday, night, Friday, people, and Saturday. A lot of people are going out and doing things. No, I, I would disagree because everybody's watching college. Yeah, yeah, but they're usually not at home. You don't want to compete with college either. Not that you would lose no. a whole bunch of ratings, I'm, but I'm. This is what I think: Sunday night, Monday night. That's foot. That's NFL. Right. That's that's ingrained. But if you're trying to steal another night, uh, I just think Thursday's too early. Right. Mm-hmm. I think it hurts. The it's not that, fair. The teams that are playing, especially the team that travels. Mm-hmm. And I think it hurts fantasy football. Yeah, true. You know what I mean? Because uh, you're just not I, – well, I know it sounds kind of dumb like you would incorporate, but that matters. Fantasy you, football has a huge impact on football. Fantasy you know, football has yeah. brought fans to the NFL that it, it didn't normally have. Yes. Yeah, it's a huge industry right now. Yeah. So, uh, But people want to say the reins are down and they want to bring up the protesting. Uh, I don't think that has, I think if you're not I think that has zero to do with what's going on. I think that the, per, the percentage that that affects that saying they're not watching because of the protesting aren't really football fans well, anyway. Minimal could, at best. It could be, you know, that with the streaming and everything, they can watch it on the go. They don't have to sit at home. Yeah. I don't know how they count that, you know. Yeah, I don't either. I, I don't know if they actually count that as TV viewers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, definitely. I think uh, down the road they're going to have to incorporate that some kind of way if they're going to try to go against their ratings. Oh, yeah. It won't be long before we're all watching uh, things, uh, uh, games very differently than we do now. Oh, yeah. But uh, I'm going to send a shot to the sponsor, 31 South Florence, Side Street Grill. You come on down Monday through Friday, 4 to 7 is happy hour. 4 to 9 on Tuesday is pasta special. 4 to 9 on Wednesday is steak special. Uh, brunch on Sundays, 11 to 3. And at the Red Bar they have... Uh, Flat Screens TV, Sunday NFL tickets. So you come on and have a good time. 31 South Florence, Side Street Grill, behind the big parking garage in Overton Square. So has the ratings been down on Sunday night also? We didn't really talk about Yeah, Yeah, okay. all, the primetime games. Because I feel like typically Sunday night usually has a pretty good uh, game yeah. you know, to offer. Yeah. It, it, it's norm- usually one of the better games. Normally, but they – Matchup-wise. Even them haven't been really good. Yeah. And then when someone sits around – That's like, surprising to me. Yeah. Like we do – uh, sit around and watch football all day, right? And then you got one game going, and if it's not close, or if yeah, it's you not got really about good, a sixty percent uh, uh, ratio of falling asleep on that Sunday night yeah. game. <laughs> yeah, you do. I fell asleep last night, yeah, so that's a fifty-fifty. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I mean, it's, it's a long day of football. It is, man. Yeah, um, and you know, I wouldn't even be opposed to doing two Sunday night games instead of the Thursday night game. Eliminate the Thursday night game. Yeah, or two Monday games. I like to. The first week they do two Monday night games. I kind of I'm a fan of that. Well, the reason they do that is because they can't do one on the last week of the year, so you mm. can get 17 games in. Yeah, on Monday night. So the yeah ESPN doesn't get cheated. Yeah, so gotcha. they don't get slated. Yeah, on the games. Uh, but that's but I, yeah, that's interesting, you know, man. If you can't get the flex schedule in, I think do Monday and Tuesday. Mm. Don't don't do Thursday. 
Yeah, I think it's not fair to the Thursday's teams. just yeah. a hot day. It's not fair to us as fans. Yeah, true. Because it's not entertaining. Uh, well, I mean, it's normally it, lopsided. It's normally sloppy. And I think that's a. I think that's more of a reason why the ratings are down than any other thing. The pro, the product. product on the field. Yeah. And like I said, there's been no Dallas in prime time. Yeah, but Dallas. I, it surprises me that the ratings aren't higher with Dallas being good right now. But they right. are for Fox. Yeah. Gotcha. Because they're on Fox. They're not. Mm-hmm. They haven't been on Monday night or any of the primetime games. Mm-hmm. But, but this Sunday night. But teams can only play one time on each of those. Can they? No. Okay. But gotcha. they, they try to spread the wealth. Yeah. And, screw that. Uh, until week nine, that's when the flex schedule applies for Sunday night football. Uh, no offense, but I don't need to see Cleveland, San Francisco, any of these teams in no, primetime games. I don't. Either. I don't yeah. want to see them on the red zone channel. Yeah. But. Uh, <laughs> Not but, even the highlights. But right. there aren't any. That's the lowlights. But this Sunday, Philadelphia, Dallas. That's a big one. And that'll get huge ratings. That's going to blow them out the water. Right. And there's nothing uh, really competing either. Uh, on the flip side, though, you mentioned the Cubs to start the show. I know MLB is super excited to have them in the World Series. Yes, they are. Because the ratings will be huge on that. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Huge. And, and, and to one more point about the ratings, uh, two Monday night games – have competed against the debates. Yeah, true. You mentioned that on so, a prior show. Uh, they competing against the debates because on them same two nights, uh, Monday Night Raw scored their lowest ratings in 20 years or whatever. Yeah. So uh, the debates, um, the election is and dominating the, social media more than anything else. Yeah, these debates in particular. Because yeah, uh, we got a cartoon character. Exactly. And it's and so it, polarizing. Yeah, yeah and, the, and the she but devil. It, but if you look at history, to really keep your ratings up, you got to have a New York based team and you got to have a West Coast team to pull the Raiders. And that's why I like the Raiders. Cause they, well, I like them. Cause I compared I just, them last week. No, 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 no. You're absolutely right. Uh, to your point, cause I'm going to bring up something else that I brought to you yesterday. Uh, I compared last week, I think it was last week, the Raiders to the Cubs to where they have a national fan base. Uh, haven't been very good, still a loyal following, but when they're good, it's good for the whole league. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like when the Raiders are good, it's just interesting because we don't hate the Raiders. Right? I like the Raiders. If you stay out there in San Diego or L.A. or somewhere, you probably hate them. I don't know. Yeah. But we're in Memphis. We're far away from whatever nonsense they got going on out there. Uh, so Raiders for national, good. Cubs, good, right? Because mm-hmm. they're not always there. Right. right? Uh, but the debates, there's a lot that contributes Mm-hmm. Sunday night is going to have killer ratings between but the Eagles and Cowboys. The biggest thing, like we've uh, said the whole time, is the product, man. The product mm-hmm. on the field is not. But look as this good. week. Look this week. This Thursday is Jacksonville and Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Oh wow, stinker, yeah. man! Yeah. And Monday night's Minnesota Chicago. Why does Chicago Keep have on. two Monday night football games in the first half of the season? Makes no. That's sense. what I'm talking and about. And a Thursday right. night game. And a Thursday night game. That doesn't make any sense, right? You know, like that—that's what's wrong. Because you're putting them out there, put down. Like this is what I've said: when you have your primetime games, Dallas, right, Pittsburgh, Dallas, yeah, Dallas, Pittsburgh, even San Francisco, uh, San Francisco, the Giants, the Packers, right? Probably the most popular teams in the league, uh, the Patriots, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, most popular team in the league. Uh, they're the teams that don't have to have a winning record the year before. Mm-hmm. For them to draw in your ratings and be in- interesting or intriguing, right? Mm-hmm. To a national fan base. Uh, but I don't care to see Cincinnati. I don't care if they made the, I know what they are. Right. I don't want to watch them. Miami hasn't made the playoffs since 2008. 
I don't want to see them. I root for them for Tim, right? I like mm-hmm. them. I hate that Marino's gone, right? But I, I don't want to see them as my prime time game. Yeah, right? nothing draws you to watch those teams play, especially if they don't have a, a beefed up record. You know, yeah, if, if it's a team that's got a shiny record next to it, like Minnesota versus, you know, one of these other teams you mentioned prior to that, uh, then, you know, that's intriguing. But if it's just going to be uh, Minnesota, Chicago, nobody wants to watch Nobody wants to. Not even no. Chicago fans. No. They're all invested in the World Series anyway. Right. Yeah. Uh, do you think it's interesting that uh, game one of the World Series is Tuesday, okay? Uh, same night as opening night in the NBA. Mm-hmm. So game one's in Cleveland. Uh, same night LeBron and them are receiving their rings. Mm-hmm. That's uh, nice. Uh, do you do, would you think? I mean, this is hard to fathom, right? Just I don't. Th- I can't think of anything that's ever happened like this. Do you think baseball will steal some of their? You think they'll both sell out still? Oh type yeah. Of thing? Oh, de- there'll definitely be butts uh, in the seats. Man. But that means nobody's going to be home in Cleveland. That's it. You know, so <laughs> the Grinch could go to work. You know, yeah, man. But uh, that's interesting. You receive your rings first night of the World Series. But Speaking you of the, you can't see it that way though when you're scheduling all this to come out. No, know? no, no, right. you can't. I just think it's interesting That's that a coincidence. it came that way. I mean, yeah. if I was going into the year, if you're I would have thought, yeah. thought the Indians were going to be in the World Series. <laughs> yeah, right. Now, once you got to the All Star break, right, which the schedule was way done before then, right? Mm-hmm. They look like a, a championship contender, right? Yeah. Uh, Speaking but, of the Indians in the World Series. You gotta have Charlie Sheen throw out the first pitch. They already man. told him no. I know, man, but they are really messing up, man. That would be so epic. It would, but, especially come out the wild thing. Yeah, well, man. I think I think have his, Serrano his at track the back. Record, though, is what? <laughs> yeah, 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 I can see why, definitely. But I mean, it, it, I wouldn't be a, care, man. Did you know that Pedro Serrano is you're dressing the, him up like his character in a movie? Did you know Pedro Serrano's the president from Twenty Four? Yeah. I didn't know that until it yeah. point out, like the dude from Allstate. I had the exact same reaction as you when I found out, too. I was like, man. Because I, like I had been watching 24 for you know quite some time before I found out. And was, it really took me I was mad at myself for not knowing. Right. Uh, Dennis Haysbert, yeah. Yeah, that's crazy, man. But, I, yeah, I was when, when they brought it up, because the fans were calling for it. Right. They're excited. They man. got to, man. You got to. I mean, who are you going to bring out there now? You can't bring LeBron because he's playing. Yeah. That would be interesting. That would be yeah. huge. LeBron throws out the first pitch. Dingoes receives his ring. <laughs> that would be pretty amazing. That's uh, cool, shades of it? Deion Sanders <laughs> playing uh, baseball football on the same day. <laughs> you couldn't write that in a movie. Right. <laughs> That's pretty cool, man. That would be cool. Yeah, man. I'd like to see that. Yeah. Yeah, right. I would tune in to see that. For come, sure. out, come out there with just a, have his basketball uniform under him and – have that Cleveland Indian shirt over. Uh huh. They'll probably have him. someone like Tommy or somebody do it. Kenny yeah. Lofton or somebody. Kenny Lofton, yeah. Yeah, but it won't be I the like same. Kenny nah, Lofton. He's a pretty yeah, good. I love Kenny Lofton. Two World yeah. Series appearances for yeah. him. Right? Mm-hmm. I'm a uh, fan. But, uh, I mean, just it's it's just a letdown <laughs> yeah. from this point on. Right. You cannot right. Uh, top that. The only thing closer, like you said, would be LeBron. That would be yeah, a big and deal. You can't get him. You can't do that. Uh, Ilgoskis, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> Booby Gibson, man. Put him out there, man. Uh, what, what was uh Bernie Kozar? <laughs> oh man, what was that pitcher's name? Sabathia? No, for Cleveland. Cleveland. Hershiser? No, no, he's with the Dodgers. He was with the Dodgers then. Hershiser. He, he did to, pitch he, for. He Cleveland, went to the World Series yeah. with Cleveland. Yeah, against Florida and Atlanta. Right. Both L's. 
Yeah, they were both those because they haven't won a World Series since 1954. Right. So I mean, this whatever happens is going to be good for the league because it's changed. Yeah. I thought baseball. Now, you can't be any bigger than the Cubs winning the World Series, though. No, no. That's ever huge. since the Red Sox uh, broke their broke streak, their, it's yeah. all about the but, Cubs. But even the it. Cubs drought was even longer, right? You know, than but, the Red Sox. At but the time. those were the two that were yeah. really talked about because they have large uh, fan bases. Yeah. So, so does Theo Epstein really earn his money? I know that Joe Madden does. Yeah, I like him a lot. Uh, yeah, he. Yeah. I mean, the things he did in Tampa, year in, year out. They try yeah. to take his teams away. Because, yeah. you know, I was talking to – this is off topic, but whatever. This is what we're going to do, right? So, yeah. I was talking – we was talking to Big – we was talking about the Mount Rushmore thing. So, before we get on that, right? Right. But I was like – because we were talking about Griffey mm-hmm. versus Bonds type of thing. I guess is what we could say, right? Yeah. Um, But that was the era that I watched. I watched the 80s, right? The mm-hmm. late – mid-late 80s. Uh, I watched the 90s. Into the early 2000s, and then I kind of fell off. I'm about the same as you, I would say. Most of our generation is. I just fell in love with other sports, you know. Well, I say yeah. this. We became adults and had to start working, so right. we couldn't watch games every day. Yeah. But it became less appealing. Now, the steroid thing didn't really just bother me as much as other people. The yeah. strike didn't bother me as much as other people. Right. Uh, what bothered me with baseball was how it was set up. It was set up for people like the Yankees to stay on top. Yeah, I'm not a fan of that either. Other than the Marlins, right? And the Twins did it in the early, in the mm-hmm. Blue Jays, you know, but they still put veteran teams together and went out there and played. Right. Uh, unless you were the Yankees or somebody, you couldn't go spend money. Like, right. like I remember they had one contract of a guy. I don't, I don't remember who it was. Um, you couldn't spend money like the Yankees. No, you no couldn't compete could. with them. <laughs> no. But, but, that, but, but that, only the Dodgers could at that time. But, yeah. but they had the Yankees had some guy for. Paying him sixty million or whatever, right? Yeah, run and of the mill. He guy. was making more than the whole Kansas City Royal roster, right? Yeah. Which you know, I'm a Royal fan, and so I just you know, I think that's what kind of they weren't setting up for parity, but in all actuality, baseball has the most parity because you never know who's going to uh, be competing for the World Series, and baseball's so uh, uh, willing. The teams are so willing to trade. They trade their superstars like it's not a big deal. Because they play every day. Yeah. but And because money's not an issue. And you just know you can get it back eventually if you need to. If you really want to go after a superstar at some point, you will have that and opportunity. Here's the thing what baseball has an advantage as far as trading. They have minor league systems, so I can throw you mm-hmm. stuff from the future other than just like draft picks. Right. Uh, we play every day. Uh, if this guy's making a whole lot more money than what I'm sending you, it doesn't affect my team. There's no luxury tax or anything like right. that. It's easier in that yeah, regard. Yeah, it's easier yeah. to make moves. And because you play every day, there's no system to get acclimated to. Like in football, once the season starts, it's hard to go get a quarterback. Yeah, Right. Uh, it's has to learn it's system, hard to, yeah. to do anything. like Just terminology alone. It's the hardest, for sure. Yeah. It is. And basketball is difficult because you got to get out there and play with – but baseball, you just go out there and you play – now, there's things. There's strategy to baseball. But you just go out there and play first base. You just right. go out there and cover left field, whatever it is. It's not like you're running plays. No, you're not. Yeah. So it's easier to transition into another team in baseball. Right. Right. Uh, but so well, but everything comes from the the bench anyway. The coach is telling you where to play, where to – With each hitter. Yeah. Right. With each hitter. Because mm-hmm. if this guy's a pool hitter, yeah. we want him to hit away. If Whether or not you should run home or stay at third yeah. or whatever Everything. it is. Yeah. And a lot of it has to do with who's on the mound pitching, too. Mm-hmm. You know? Right. Just yeah. how they move you around. It, there's a lot of strategy to baseball. A ton. But it's 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 
because the tempo is so slow, mm-hmm. you know, because of how that game is just managed, it's just it's not up and down, back and forth, play by play. Yeah, you can hold the game up and go talk to your pitcher. Yeah, you know, you, a, whatever you want to do, really. So it's not a quick fix for it. I mean, you just got to go with it, and it's all in the managers how they want how they want it to go. So you were a big baseball fan, right? You oh, love playing yeah, baseball I and all that. It. At what point did you did your fandom start to chill like we said early 2000s for us yeah uh so our early 20s maybe uh, even late 90s for me like 96 but we'll, st- we'll, we'll just say early yeah. 20s at yeah. the latest right because yeah. I, I still follow baseball always have always will but i stopped watching even if my team's on i don't really care to watch them sometime mm-hmm. you know I'd, I'd rather play the game or something mm-hmm. like that just anything watch a movie there's so much opportunity to do so and uh so at what point was it for you that you started your fandom started dying down for baseball i think after uh well, actually, I was a real big fan until 84, once the Cubs lost to the Padres, when they should have won. And then it just got to where it was so saturated. I mean, everywhere you went through the channel, you know, uh, cable came in late 70s, early 80s. Did you become a fan of the Cubs because of WGN and just they were on? Well, I was able to pick them up. Right. Yes, I I grew up a big Cincinnati Reds fan. Okay. And, uh, you know, after the big red machine kind of kind of fell apart, it, it uh, you know, they it took them a while to have another real good team. What is your viewpoints on Pete Rose? Pete Rose? With you being a Reds guy. I love Pete Rose. Yeah, I've always kind of liked him. He should be that. put in the Hall of Fame. I think no so. doubt, yeah. But I didn't mean to get you too far off topic. I just had yeah, to ask. So what was it about the San Diego and the Padres and the Cubs that, like, you just rolled your eyes. So yeah. what made you feel that way about that? I, that that just seemed like it was a setup, you know. Yeah. The Cubs had the better team that year. Mm. And the Padres come in there and just shut them down. And then the Padres go play. Uh, Detroit, right. I think it was Detroit. And Detroit demolished them in four games. Mm. I mean, it's like they shouldn't have even been there. I became a fan shortly after that with uh, Gooden and Strawberry for the oh, Mets yeah. and then Conseco and McGuire were over in mm-hmm. Oakland. Mm-hmm. So just a little bit after that is when I started watching it. Yeah. Well, I kept up with it. but I Andre didn't. Dawson was on the Cubs when yeah. I first started watching. Oh, yeah. Him, Mark oh, Gray. He was there that year. I remember watching a game, and uh, one of the first games I ever watched, it was on WGN. And uh, Rick, Rick Sutcliffe, is that his name? Mm-hmm. The pitcher? Yeah. Hit a home run. Yeah. And I just thought that was like, it just could not happen no matter what. Mm-hmm. So uh, it was always just burned in my head. But, yeah, that was right around when I first started There's watching. There's always a lot of strange home runs in Wrigley. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just get it up in the air. Yeah. But I just uh, – I was curious to uh, to know if if WGN played a part because I just know I, I saw the Cubs play quite often just because they were on cable TV here locally. Well, it was here because Paul, Paul, your dad, yeah. huge Cardinal fan. Like, huge he was listening to every fan. game on the radio. Yeah. We had right. to be quiet. Yeah. You know, all that good stuff. He always been a Cardinal fan. I mean, when I was growing up, we'd sit out there. and Of course, they'd only broadcast like on the weekends back then, you know. Uh-huh. On the radio, we'd sit outside like on Saturday afternoon and the, listen to the Cardinals play. Of course, the Cardinals were good back in those days. Yeah, they're. Yeah, one I of mean, the they're still franchises. they're still yeah, good. Right. I mean, but 
that, I mean, they were winning at that time. Mm-hmm. You know, they had they had some good teams. Definitely. But, uh, yeah, I just kind of lost. I guess uh, when I lost interest in playing playing ball, I just kind of lost the interest in watching it. You know? Right. Mm-hmm. That's you know, how I became a fan. That was the first sport I ever played. And then talked to other little kids about it and just kind of mm-hmm. start watching it after that. Actually, it was about the time uh, you and Tim were about – at the age where y'all were going to start playing, mm-hmm. so I I quit playing so I could make sure I could be there to, to coach when yeah. they when they played you right know, as much as I could because the way I worked and everything right but uh, yeah I was I was hoping they would get on into baseball right <laughs> but they chose other routes <laughs> hey man pro wrestling's a beast man <laughs> <laughs> what can I say. Uh, but how baseball's made its turn through that because the strike happened in '94. Right. Uh, Sosa McGuire saved baseball in '98 with the Roger Maris chase, and mm-hmm. both of them surpassing that. I can remember being at work, and uh, we were doing hardwood floors. I was a young man at the time working with my family business, and uh, the owner of the house came and got us out of the other room to see the home run. A record being broken so mm-hmm. yeah it was a big huge deal man it was and it was pol- like everyone across the globe was watching that they would cut but, in the to national tv to show it but, you so know? so we discussed this earlier on facebook uh-huh. to where uh like barry bond's the best baseball player i ever saw okay and he started uh i believe he started taking steroids the late 90s the early you know the 2000 after the mcguire and sosa it's alleged 99 or so alleged yeah all right so he never hit 50 home runs until he hit 73 in 2000. Right. Or 2001, whichever one it was. Uh, but up until that point, he I, I thought he was the best player. I thought him when he went to San Francisco, that was huge because they never signed a free agent like that. You know, it was a big deal. Because uh, we were talking about Mount Rushmore's. Mm-hmm. Uh, big Ken initially put Ken Griffey, replaced him with Reggie Jackson. Right. right. I didn't see Reggie Jackson play. Me either. But, but, but his understanding of him – he was clutch, Mister October. Right, he says was. enough. Right? And his numbers are there too. It's not like he yeah, just he was a good player. Robert Orr, he was, he was a really good yeah. player. Yeah. Uh, but my argument, like I never argue against Ken Griffey being a great player. Mm-hmm. I just thought that in order to be a Mount Rushmore, a transcending, impactful player of your sport, you got to have some kind of success, right? Uh, at least Bonds got to a World Series, mm-hmm. but, but Griffey did as well, right? When I think he got to one. I was just reading his Wikipedia. That's only. Are you talking about Junior? Yeah, yeah. Junior. Yeah. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm sorry. I don't know. I don't remember. Maybe he was on the bench on the team. Okay. I don't remember him playing in the World Series. Heard. If I'm wrong, correct me. And you know, I'll eat crow for being wrong. I don't got no problem with that. <laughs> um, but I, I definitely don't remember him playing part of a team that made it to the World Series. And now right. he was injury really. Your, your comparison to Penny Hardaway was really good. Right. What could have been, but that's his legacy. Yeah, I think I think he had a bigger impact on baseball than Penny did on basketball. Yeah, but just similar, like could what could have been. Yeah, you know? he still but the guy still like Penny Hardaway is not on the top ten list of points or anything nah, like that. Yeah, because nah. he was more injury riddled. Right, but his more. injuries that costed Griffey from reaching that. He should have had Best seven. Home, time, he should have yeah. had seven eight hundred uh, home runs. Right, he, he probably would have broken all the home run records yeah. if it. If injuries just hadn't got him. But the and thing- that's where I think if he would have used uh, the steroids, because 
a big reason why a lot of baseball players use the juice, whatever it is, the clear, what I don't know, a PEDs, so we'll just say that, was to recover from injury. That's how – And yeah. you saw it more than anything with pitchers because they, it gave them an opportunity to pitch quicker. They didn't have to, you know, uh, waste as much time recovering. Here's my argument. I'm playing more devil's advocate because I'm not for taking steroids at yeah, any point right. or for cheating, right? Not mm-hmm. for uh, but baseball had no policy, mm-hmm. and I felt like uh, after the strike, the owners, the commissioner, which was Buzz Selig at the time, encouraged it, sort of like Vince McMahon did with his wrestlers in the eighties. Just turned a blind you know eye. I mean? yeah. Just you know, here, man, do what you do. You know, just, just make me money. Right. You know what I mean? As long as I'm making money, because that that sport was in trouble. Yeah. The after 90s. the strike, they needed it because a lot of it turned a lot of fans off when they went on strike. It did a lot of them. Yeah. It had a huge impact. Way more than the NBA strike did. Yeah. Yeah, uh, uh, but I just think they turned a blind eye, even more so encouraged the use. They had no policy that would made it illegal for, excuse me, there was no drug testing or anything. Mm-hmm. So I don't fault the guys for cheating as much because it wasn't wrong technically, mm-hmm. right? Now you say Griffey Jeter and Chipper Jones were the best position players that didn't juice, right? Mm-hmm. But I mean, at what point you don't know? Still, Barry Bonds still a legend. He never failed a test, right? Yeah. Uh, Do you think he cheated or not cheated? Just just looking at what's on on paper, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do, but I think it didn't happen. By the time it happened, he was a multiple time MVP, uh, playoffs year oh, yeah. year out. If you look at 30, just his, thirty club, his numbers alone. Let's just say nobody cheated. Everybody cheated. Whatever you want to say. If you just go at straight accomplishments, numbers, all that stuff. Unmatched in my because gold he's gold glove yeah and, and several th- times and things people don't realize he's got seven hundred eighty home run whatever he had I don't remember right right whatever it is he's also the all time leader in intentional walks five hundred base on balls club. yeah the only person I believe five hundred steals and five hundred home runs yeah so and you know I don't like the argument that how is one person bigger at the end of their career than the beginning. I'm like, take a picture of yourself when you're 20. <laughs> yeah. Take a picture of yourself when you're in your mid thirties. <laughs> yeah. Tell me you didn't grow. Right? I know I did, man. Um, yeah, I mean, but, we yeah. all, it's, it's what we do. Right. You know, but he didn't lose no, no swing. Yeah. You know, usually uh, when you start bulking up, up like much. that, you, yeah. you lose something. He lost his speed. He lost he speed, run. but he didn't lose power. He gained power. That's, what I'm that, that's why I think he did it. Yeah, right? that's what I'm saying. But, if he would have retired at 1998, I still think he would have been the best baseball. My favorite baseball players of all time are George Brett. Mm-hmm. Guys like George Brett, your your guy Robin Yount, mm-hmm. right? It was somebody else that me and Big Ken were talking about. Even Reggie Jackson, who was a career 265 hitter, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, to you can't time. you can't just look at numbers, <laughs> but you but you can't look at numbers to say how good someone was, right? Because it can inflate your opinion of them, especially if you didn't see them play. That's why I don't comment on guys I didn't see. Yeah, right? I agree with that also. All right, yeah. so you can't just look at numbers, but if you looked at Barry Bonds when he retired, he was definitely the best player I ever saw. Right, uh, George Brett's my favorite player. Sammy Sosa behind him, a guy who couldn't speak English when it was come time to right to talk in front of Congress. Um, <laughs> but like I said, policies weren't in place, and it was encouraged. So I don't fault them guys. I fault them guys for lying about it afterwards. Mm-hmm. Like Roger Clemens will fight to the death that he didn't take steroids. Look, man, you were fifty two, looking like Brock Lesnar out there throwing fastball. <laughs> right, you were on something, brother. But you know, um, I don't know. I just 
baseball is the sport that's most affiliated with numbers. Uh, Roger Maris Chase. Yeah. Uh, the yeah you uh, the oh the hundred fifty six uh, hit streak. Who has that? You talking about Ted Williams? I don't oh, think Ted Williams. No. Mickey, you Mickey need, Mantle, I think. No, it was uh, Joe DiMaggio. Joe DiMaggio, but the ba- 156 games. Baseball, more than any other sport, you have to hit these benchmarks to be yeah. a Hall of Famer or not. Yeah. You know, and uh, but yeah, now, the numbers matter in baseball. But now the whole era that we grew up with is tainted. Yeah. A lot it's of it. An and, asterisk, but. and they're barely letting any of them in. Mm-hmm. I say let them in if they're deserving. But put the asterisk by their name. This I think was it's the, a matter of time before they get in. This was they're just making them wait. To. They're making them wait. You'll yeah. have to. Uh, but but like uh, as far as I, my whole argument was, like it's for, it's hard for me to put someone on Mount Rushmore if they're a known cheater. I, you know, I'm gonna ask you guys. For, yeah, absolutely. I agree. That, that's my whole. point. I agree with your point. And, and Griffey, I think, is the best non-cheater. And, and understand this. You're right. That's all I was saying. You're right. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean. I brought up pitchers. Yeah. Uh, it's hard position to players. It pitchers. Yeah. Uh, it's hard to argue because that is true. He was yeah. the only one noted. Him, Jeter, like I said, Chipper Jones were the only ones that didn't cheat. We might be talking about a Rod if he didn't get busted. You know. But he did. He definitely Multiple did, times. and he definitely cheated. Yeah. Multiple times. That, but he was like, it seemed like after all the the big home run guys got you know uh, uh, asterisk by them for for. Uh, for steroid use, mm-hmm. everyone was anointing uh, Alex Rodriguez as the the next best player of all time kind of guy. So, and he definitely got popped. But just bringing about Mount Rushmore, like when, when I think Mount Rushmore, I think about greatness, and I think about impact on the sport. Right. I don't think about numbers because I don't care. Right. Right. Uh, Gretzky has all the numbers; he can be up there for hockey. But the impact he had on the sport, the video games, mm-hmm. like what point were you even known about hockey if it weren't for Wayne Gretzky, right? Right. Uh, for, yeah, the most of my life, that's the only thing I knew about hockey. For us? <laughs> you know, it was Gretzky. That's the only name for, I knew or anything. For right? us, no player in sports made impact, maybe other than Tiger Woods because he was the only one in golf. Yeah, when I started trying to think of mine, Tiger Woods popped but, in my head. But Michael Jordan, for us, you said Dr. J when you were here mm-hmm. for for generations that you watched. I think Michael Jordan is my only, like, okay, for sure, for sure, Michael Jordan. And then I start thinking about my other guys who I yeah. want to put on there. You but know? when you start thinking about the impact them type of guys had, and you think about as great as a Ken Griffey was. Right. The impact. Now, like I said, Big Ken took him off his Mount Rushmore list. He put he Reggie did. Jackson. Yeah. Okay? And being a black man looking at another black man succeed, I could see the, even the difference in being that, right? Right. Uh, especially in that time in the late 70s mm-hmm. or whatever, right? Uh, so, like, I don't, I'm not going to argue against anybody I didn't see because it doesn't make sense. I can go back and look at highlights, they're highlights. Right. I can look, look at their numbers and, like, oh, it doesn't compare, it does compare. It, it's it, not our reality. It's a different game. Yeah. Just in the time we've been watching, the 90s to the 2000s to now, we talked about how 2000s in football was three receiver. Can't play physical defense, right? Right, and now it's back to that. In the nineties, it was even worse, and then in your time, it was even more physical. Because I mean, as you come, as you evolve, you have to in, uh, put rules in when you see that you can't do clotheslines like Night Train Lane did. Yeah. Spend a whole career doing right, <laughs> but I, I, you don't want to compare errors because the rules are different. Uh, everything's different, right? Right. That's why it's error, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, like when we talked about Hall of Fame, how the last couple of weeks we did a Hall of Fame thing, right? And how I'm I'm stiff on the Hall of Fame, right? As you should be. Uh, but you know, Mr. Money always says he says you got to say how they were in their era, not compared to other Hall of Famers. Mm-hmm. You know, and I somewhat agree, right? It's what they did in the time that they played. Uh, 
But when you're talking about Rushmore, I think you have to impact your sport as much, if not more so, than you were great at it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's, that was my only argument. Like, I was arguing. There's a 200 and something comment Facebook post. It was. <laughs> yeah. It was. <laughs> yeah, but, it was but, a lot of comments. But it, t- it, 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 it came off as if I was down in Griffey. And I wasn't saying he was bad. I it's saying- very hard to get across your uh, temperament, your uh, through text, uh, through text. Yeah. yeah, man. And and if you're ever in a relationship, anybody listening, you know that call, you know? <laughs> call the trouble, call if it's serious. Yeah, you know, uh, and don't use exclamation marks <laughs> or R <or> capitalization. <laughs> all yeah, if you go all caps, I'm ready to fight. <laughs> all right, what you yelling at, man? Uh, I'm gonna send a shout out to the sponsor again, 31 South Florence South Street Grill, Monday through Friday, four to seven is happy hour. Tuesday night, uh, 49 Pots Special. Wednesday night is the uh, steak night. So check this out. Next Saturday night, we're having a takeover. So it's a big guy, big Halloween costume thing and prizes and, I don't know, a bike or something. I don't know what all's going on. Uh, I just know I'll be there. Uh, Saturday night takeover starts at 7 o'clock. It's going to be – it's like a block party. They got the street blocked off. and Oh, wow. It's going to be interesting. It's, it's the moneymaker for the company, but it's a good time for people that come. Uh, nice, strong drinks. Uh, some attractive staff. Uh, some. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love that's funny. a selling point. Yeah, like right. some are attractive, some, some are not. Some, you know, uh, it's it it can be hit or miss. But overall, <laughs> I'm, I'm a fan of some more than others. So we'll just say that. Uh, but you will have a good time. And this Saturday night, the 29th, uh, take over, take over, Side Street Grill, 31 South Florence, and then come on watch football and have brunch on Sunday. Uh, 35 South Florence. So we're going to gear it back to football, right? Because, um, you know, football is the best sport. Okay, Way best. Um, here's my power rankings. All right. I'm only going to do the five and the bottom five because it's okay. really hard because everything's so cluttered together. There's a lot of middle teams right now. It is. Right a lot of four and two, four and three going on. So my best five. At five, I got Oakland. Right? Uh, at four, I got Minnesota still in there. At three, I got Seattle, even with the injured Wilson. Uh, two, I got Dallas coming off the bye week, but they're five and one. Now, at number one, I at number one, I got the Patriots. Okay, I don't think there's any arguing there. Yeah, right? They can't, man. Um, they're cakewalking. Um, even though Landry Jones looked good for Pittsburgh yesterday, I'm gonna say this about Dallas. All right, they got Philadelphia coming up. To say that I'm excited would be an understatement. Right. All right. If I could go into a six day coma and knock this thing out and get to it, I'd do it. <laughs> all right. Um, but but it's huge. There's so much. When you play your rival, it means a lot. When you play your rival with something on the line, it means even so much more. Right. Um, Are you guys at home or on the road? We're on the road. Okay. Which is where I, I like, like it. it. I, I like, like it better it. that way, man. Yeah. Get I that like, one out of the way early. I like it, man, because we haven't played well on the road. So we get, we're able to come home, beat a good football team in Minnesota, get the defense geared up. <clears throat> Because uh, Dallas ain't beat nobody, man. I'm not high on Green Bay. It depends on how you look about them. I like Green Bay. Uh, but they demolished them. Right. Them and Cincinnati are the best teams they played. And they dominated them. Yeah. Uh, Along with New York. But they New have York's not played a good defense. I know you like Green Bay's defense a little bit more than I do. I think their rushing numbers were a little bit inflated from playing teams that were throwing all over them. Jacksonville, things like that. Teams just don't run the football. Right. Um, but huge game. Uh, anytime Dallas plays somebody else that's good, it's huge for the country. Right. So, like, Dallas could be playing anybody with a winning record, and it's going to get a lot of views. But a rival, Redskins, Eagles, Giants, uh, Packers, Niners, teams that they don't just hate each other. Mm-hmm. 
it's the the, the ratings are going to be through the roof Sunday night. Uh, I'm hoping for a good showing. Uh, so if I ask you gentlemen, who wins this football game, Dad? Who you got? Who was your bottom five, man? My bottom five? Yeah, you said you're going to do top five and bottom yeah, five. Yeah, I do got a bottom five. I get a little excited because we brought up Dallas. <laughs> yeah, dog, man. All right, my bottom five, and then we'll get back to the question. At five, I got we'll, – we'll just make this a four-way tie for two. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> for the second-worst team. Uh, Jacksonville, the Jets, who lost Geno Smith to a torn ACL. Um, that was determined. I, I hadn't heard. It came out today. He's going for a second opinion yesterday, mm-hmm. but normally it's not even necessary. Um, I'm hoping Bryce Petty gets in there because I picked him up at the Fantasy League. Yeah, right. Uh, but here's my my four-way tie for two. Jags, Jets, Niners, Bears, and then lowly Cleveland is the worst team in the league, man. I think the I, Niners are worse than those other three teams. I think, I think we should Chicago's be in sole man. possession I, I, of the Chicago, second worst team. I think Chicago is worse than the Browns are. I think they are too, but they have a victory, and they play teams relatively yeah. close. Yeah, uh, Brian Hoyer put up one fantasy point Thursday mm-hmm. before he broke his arm. Running back put up like two or three or something. Um, yeah. Chicago's not in a good situation. And they're going to fire their coach and start over. They and need to go on and do it. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to do it, man, don't let it start, linger, man. Go ahead and find, you know, whoever you got as uh, the backup to Hoyer, let him play. Right. He can't, he can't, Barkley, he can't do right? any work. Isn't Barkley coming in? He started. Uh, Jay uh, Cutler will has been start, cleared. Has right? been cleared, yeah. He'll play next Monday night against Minnesota. Hmm. Okay. Oh, so well, that, no, nobody will be watching, but it gives Minnesota a win. Yeah, <laughs> six and one. Man, speaking of somebody who never made it to where everyone thought he was going to end up, Cutler. I mean, yeah, Cutler. I mean, he looked he looked really good those few years with Brandon Marshall. Yeah, Brandon yeah. Marshall will do that for you. Ask Ryan Fitzpatrick last year. Fair enough. <laughs> Jay Cutler's just lethargic. Yeah, and they he doesn't bl- care. They man. blame it on him being diabetic. Whatever, I've never heard that before. Uh, he is diabetic. He's he, got an he arm. Got, he does have an arm, but he don't know what what to do with it. He's too confident, man. He's too. Uh, his ego's too big. And he thinks he can throw the ball into spots where he should not be I throwing the ball. I think last year with Gaze, you know, he was improving a little bit. Yeah, I think he was seeing some more opportunities. But now, you know, John Fox, he's. He's not a quarterback coach. So. No. <laughs> so he's, he's going to get you killed anyway. Yeah. Whatever. All right, let me run this by y'all, and then we'll start doing picks, okay? Okay. Uh, this is the Browns' remaining schedule. When they Will will they win a game? I'm going to call off teams. We ain't going to go game by game. Uh, I guess if you hear a team game they might win, say present or something. I don't know how this works, right? All right, so they got the Jets at home, uh, Cowboys at home, at Baltimore, that's possible. Uh, then the Steelers, I'm sure Big Ben will be in an angry mood. The Giants, that's possible because they're Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. Right? Then the Bengals, a division game you can always get. Then the Bills and McCoys, there are no chance. Chargers, the Browns won't be able to match points. And then the Steelers, the last game of the year. So two games they could possibly win. They could I think they only. might win one. Uh, I would not be surprised if they didn't win a game. If if Kessler's not going to be the quarterback, they ain't winning none of them. You like Cody Kessler? Well, he's he's moved their offense for them. He's put points on the board. What's the alternative, Whitehurst? No, you <laughs> Terrell got, Pryor. Terrell you got Pryor, Hogan, yeah. right? What was that guy's name, Hogan? I don't yeah. know, man. I'm confused. David Hogan, yeah. Who, where is he from? I have no idea. I thought it was Pryor receiver from New England. Start throwing uh, passes to himself. Yeah, Pryor. He's going to do the Pryor. He's going to do the Bugs Bunny thing where he, well, he throws it over the, the entire defense and runs and grabs it. You know, 
Like Mr. Perfect used to throw the football to himself. <laughs> right. <laughs> all right, let's do some picks, all right? All right. Uh, Dad, Philadelphia, Dallas, who you got? Uh, I'm, I'm going to take Philadelphia because uh, I think they'll be able to throw the ball against Dallas' defense. Do you think they'll be able to get pressure on Prescott? Because that's key. I, I think so. They're going to have to. I think I think they will. Because Dallas will be able to run the football. CJ, well, who, who, the main thing in that is stopping the run first. Yeah. I think they, they shut the run down, make him, you know, have to throw. CJ? I think? think Dallas one's a close one, man. Yeah, yeah. I hope not. But I think I think uh, I think Dallas wins. Defense uh, is key. I never course, picked the Eagles but, anyway. Right, but I don't want to be the genius. I think man. here's the thing that works out in the Eagles' favor is you. It, it hurts your pass rush to know that Dallas doesn't throw downfield. Right. All right. So it's all about stopping that run, like yep. your dad said. Yep. Got to stop that run. All right. Uh, we won't all pick the games. I'll come to you. Pick a game. Pick a game. Whatever. Do it like that. All right. All right, CJ, uh, Seattle, New Orleans. As New Orleans playing at home? Yep. Second team's playing home. I'll take New Orleans. All right. Dad, uh, Arizona, Carolina. Carolina coming off the bye. Arizona. All right, CJ, uh, Washington, Cincinnati. Big game for Washington. I'll take Washington. All right. Uh, We already said we don't think Cleveland will win, even against the Jets. Let me ask you all this. How bad will New England beat Buffalo? Think about the last time they played, uh, when Brissett had the sore thumb, they couldn't throw. They just really wanted to get through the motions. Uh, and Rex Ryan kind of threw it in their face at the end of the game. Uh, give me a score here. What do you all think? Especially McCoy's questionable as he was last yeah, week. Yeah, I don't think – if McCoy's not in there, it's really going to be bad because they don't have anything else. I'm going to say 41-10. to 10. Uh, that's I don't even know the Buffalo will get ten. <laughs> CJ, what you think? I think it'll be a, a thrashing. Yeah, yeah, pretty bad. I think they'll run all over them, and I think Tom, see, Tom Brady's still see, pissed that's off. The, that's the thing, you know. New England's developed that running game now, mm-hmm. right? Blunt man, the Garrett Blunt. Yeah, mm-hmm. man, he Beast. looks like he's picked up some speed. Right. All right. Here's a here's a good game. Uh, <clears throat> Dad, Green Bay and Atlanta. Huge game for Atlanta coming off these two tough losses. Big game for both teams, but I, huge for Atlanta. I got Green Bay in that one. Why? I, I do not like Matt Ryan. Really? Nope. I like You him. can't trust him. So far, you're absolutely right. CJ. Who was at home on that? Atlanta. Atlanta? Hmm. I'm going to go with Green Bay. Tough game, though. Julio has like 3,000 yards. Okay. How you feel about Matt Ryan right now is how I feel about Aaron Rodgers right now. Can't trust him to do anything. Put up his first 300 yards against Chicago. But like I said, I told him, I told my guys at work, man, I said, us as a staff could get together and practice. I could put up 300 yards on Chicago and we could beat them. You know what I mean? Jokingly, but that's how bad they are. You said arguably probably better, worse than Cleveland. I like that. I think that they're the worst team in the league. Going away from uh, just trying to get it at Jordy the whole time, he's really spreading the ball around a lot better. I think they're kind of turning the corner. A lot right better now that you played Chicago. It can yeah. heal all wounds. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, but Jordy got hardly any targets that game. He really and they started off slow when he was trying to get it to Jordy, but once they uh, shifted, that's when they 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 took over and and whooped the crap out but of. But it was still a ten six game early in the third quarter. I right. think I think there's some kind of 
dissension there on their offense some kind of way. There's it's, something that's not right there. Because you were the one saying Jordan, re- rebuild. Yeah. Rebuild the offense. I think not rebuild. He just needs new targets. He just needs uh, one or two, like, deep yeah. deep threats. Well, a lot of teams need that. Yeah. yeah. But I don't I – don't But think, even like a Travis Benjamin but or something. But I don't think like he's – Like, no a, one uh, elite, just someone that could get down the field. I don't think he's in a position to complain about his weapons, though. Right. I think it's much the, better than but most of the league. But the thing is now, see, if if they don't develop their running game, it doesn't matter. There's no they running game. In. They're using the Ty Montgomery kid, the wide receiver. Yeah, he's a receiver, yeah. Yeah. They but, they signed Nile Davis. Nile Davis will play the next game. Uh, he did. With that being a short week and being on Thursday, he only had a couple of days before that game, so they set him out. But he'll be their primary running back, I think, but, uh, next game. But you got – see, the whole thing bases off your running game. Except for New England, everything bases off their passing game. That's what opens up the running game for them. Right. Yeah. They run. They throw to run. But, but, but Green New, Bay, New England's not built like anyone else with the nope. two tight ends. New England well, will beat you any kind of way well, that, that New England, whatever's the best way. New England builds with what they have. They don't. They don't worry about that receiver being down. They don't worry about that receiver being down. No do running your job. back. Next man right. up. Come on. Well, if you can't do it, how great is Bill Belichick? Apparently, he, he's one of the greatest. I mean, what do you think? Because in our time, best coach we've had, right? No doubt. And, you know, unquestionably. Yeah. Uh, you've seen a couple more decades yeah. on us. Bill Walsh was good. You've seen Walsh and Landry. Landry, uh, Shula. Seen some great ones. Is he right there with them? Is it, is it like we were saying earlier with the players, you can't compare the era? Because if you look at Bill Belichick's era with the free agency – yeah. How he handles all of that. Yeah. I mean, you have to give him more credit, I think, if you I look at that I way. Think, I think it's harder now than it was back then where you could kind of control. When you signed somebody, he was you yours. had them. Yeah. You know, you could. And if it was somebody you really wanted to keep, you know, after a couple of years, hey, yeah, let's give him on long term here. Well, how about Tom Brady, though? He went to Super Bowl this year, man. How is he not the greatest quarterback of all time? It's hard to keep him out. Yeah. But as you talked about uh, cheaters in baseball, put right. the asterisk bomb as you brought up, mm-hmm. isn't that going to be Brady's legacy no matter what he it, does? It's you definitely know, while I, I do not look at him as a cheater. I think it gets affiliated with the uh, uh, Spygate. Spygate. And he gets and punished for gate. Spygate. Yeah. I think that's what it was – I think that's what the punishment was actually for. They couldn't yeah. get him on that, right? So they got him on this. That yeah. makes and, sense. Yeah. And they really didn't prove that they got him on anything. No. They just did it. No, they they didn't. And uh, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm gonna ask you guys this: Are you guys familiar with the Josh uh, Brown situation, the I've kicker heard, oh, yeah. of the Giants? Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, now here's the thing that that's that, that's troublesome. Of course, uh, primarily the guys that have been caught up with domestic. Uh, Violence have been black guys, right? Mm-hmm. Josh Brown is a, is a white guy, right? Who's admittingly over twenty times beat his wife, wow, including using weapons. Uh, and like to, what Shannon Sharp's point was saying, so you mean to tell me? Uh, and this is, I'll bring it back to that. He, he's like, you mean to tell me that the NFL something gets leaked by TMZ, and that's the first time you you have a multi-billion dollar business mm-hmm. and TMZ finds out something before you do, you're covering it up. Right. You know what I mean? Fact is, because he got one game. Right. If there's any type of domestic, it's six games. Mm-hmm. That was supposed to be the stamp. Yeah. I don't think he should play in the NFL anymore. I don't think he should either. Right. Uh, and he's, he's a done. kicker, so it's easier. But look at Ray Rice. 
who had one incident. Now, anytime you can put an incident, if I tell you uh, he, he smacked her and knocked her out, sounds bad. If you see it. And then a drug or two. If you Man. see it, then it uh, extrapolates it to another level to where it's even yeah. worse because yeah, you've right. seen it with your eyes. Because you actually saw what happened. If you just hear about it, in your mind, it doesn't look that bad. Could be anything, right? Yeah. It could have just been, yeah, thumped or anything. But when you see it, ain't nothing. And see, that's the thing now that these players got to realize that hey, social media is there. If yeah. the if the Giants have any class as an organization, they have to release this guy. But but even saying that. The fact that he's even yes. still on the roster right now is too late for to save face. Right. Yeah. Right. And the NFL, and I can't remember the lady's name that they put in charge. They put in charge uh, of a woman that was some kind of world-famous attorney or whatever. Okay. But to, to kind of be in charge, I think it was them trying to save face, helping women against domestic. Mm-hmm. It, it makes them look better when you're going fighting that cause, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't remember her name. But it, that's not even important. So they put put her in the position to do this. And, of course, now I'm sure she's pretty wealthy now, right? Mm-hmm. Of course. Being uh, the fighead of this situation. And one game for a guy that's admitted. Now, I don't think it's a racial thing. I think it's a him being a relevant thing. Mm-hmm. Like, let's just – let's just he's a kicker. No one's going to pay attention to this, mm-hmm. right? But that's not what happened. Mm-hmm. Now you got the situation. Like the Ray Rice situation, he was initially two games – and then the outcry came because there wasn't a precedent set yet. Mm-hmm. Then the outcry came, and also, oh, we're going to do six no matter what. Mm-hmm. If you get this, it's six games. Adrian Peterson had to sit out a whole year, mm-hmm. you know, for whooping his child with a switch. You know, he he whooped him pretty good. You know, anytime your testicles are bleeding, something was wrong. Okay, right. uh, but you're talking about a year for a guy that had no prior. And then Ray Rice, six. Greg Hardy is all types of messed up, right? But 10 games for him, right? Deservingly so. And all of a sudden, this kicker gets one game. Right. Uh, I, I don't think there's a saving face from this. You just got to let time and move on. Uh, you don't want it to happen again. But you want it to relatively happen again when it does. You want it to happen soon so you can put your foot down. But if you put it down on another black guy, mm-hmm. you're still not saving face. So what you need is like – uh, Trevor Simeon to smack his wife. Yeah. So, yeah. so you can put your foot down on yep. him. Yep. You know, I, I'm not trying to throw him out there, but you know, uh, yeah. it's got to be somebody like this. It's got to be, you know, another white dude. Cause if you yeah. put it down on another black guy, it, you're it still not anything. saving face. It doesn't mean anything. You know, um, cause y'all are doing it separate this way and doing it this way for this. Really inconsistent. Uh, so I'm going to bring it back. that way. Now. I'm, I'm, it, it does. And perception is reality, especially when you're dealing with a conglomerate like the NFL. Uh, so a lot of people were complaining about the Arizona Seattle game last night. Mm-hmm. Um, would you do you back in two thousand nine when the Saints played the Minnesota Vikings in the NFC Championship game? Mm-hmm. Went in overtime. The Vikings and Brett Favre never got the ball. Saints kick a field goal. Saints go on to the Super Bowl. They changed the rule in the offseason, the Brett Favre rule, to where now if you don't score a touchdown, the other team at least gets a chance. Yeah. To drive. Now, you've always said, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, once you get inside of 30, you shouldn't be allowed to kick field goals. Right. Right? I don't remember if you applied that for overtime or just in general. Just in general. Uh, but do you like the way the NFL's overtime is set up now? If not, how would you change it? CJ? I, I actually like the way the overtime is now because both teams at least have a fair chance. It's not all determined by 
a flip of a coin, mm-hmm. whether or not who wins or loses. But if you were going to change it, it would have to be some kind of time-based change. Like you play this amount of time, and then the game's over. You know, Dad. I I don't really like it, but I think it, it is fair to let them both have a shot at it. Yeah, yeah. But I think after that initial shot at it, you get, you get inside that thirty yard line, you can't kick no field goal. I think that's a genius idea, by the way. Like I think that should apply to all all games at all times. Get inside thirty, you can't yeah. kick. It would it would make it more exciting. You're going for it on fourth. Like it'd just be a, a better product, I think. So like like you, sk- would, you would see a lot of a lot of teams that were around a thirty just kind around of around the twenty five yard line <laughs> or so. Next quarterback gets sacked seven yard loss. Yeah, right. <laughs> Take a knee. Yeah. yeah. But that'd be part of the strategy to play with that. That's what you have to do. Mm-hmm. Uh Skip Bayless, who said she just do away with kickers altogether. Uh, no extra points. Like Ben Roethlisberger made the argument, let's go for two every time. I like that. Too. Like yesterday, the penalty was on Minnesota special teams. The Eagles elected to go for two, mm-hmm. right? Because you got the ball at the one. Yeah. Uh, I liked. I was excited about that, you know. And uh, but because because you look at the kickers last night, they both missed chip shot 30, yeah. 30 yard, twenty four yard field goals. Mm-hmm. Uh, now Bruce Arians costed himself that game last night. Yes, he did. Uh, not letting the booth review for the David Johnson play. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about. Because uh, he stretched it, his foot touched the pile. It looked like the ball got over, but they didn't rule him in. But Arizona rushed to the line to hurry up and run a play quick without letting the booth review it. Right. And then they went on to miss the chip shot field goal. Screwed the, uh, themselves, yeah. If I could have my way, this is what I think you should do. Because I like what the NBA does. Essentially almost half a quarter, right? So I'll say if you play in the NFL, uh, if you – quarters are 15 minutes, I say play an eight-minute quarter. If it's – don't have a winner after that, eight-minute quarter, right? Ties are no good. Now, I understand. I think regular season, uh, maybe at a lot of amount of time and then just let it be a tie. Mm-hmm. But playoff time? Oh, postseason, there is no tie. Yeah. It, it, it yeah. goes into a no, whole nother yeah, right. overtime. But still in the regular that's why you cut it in half. Uh, or even – I'm not a fan of the college rule to where you get the ball at the 25. Uh, but if you wanted to do that, just no kick in the field goal. You know what I mean? You gotta score a touchdown, and first team score a touchdown wins. Now, you can play overtime like that. No field goals in overtime. But uh, but I also think on the kickoffs, if you kick it in the end zone or out of the end zone, they get it at the fifty yard line. That's that's interesting. Colin Cowherd, my favorite sports I'd say broadcaster. I say put Mister Dean in charge of the rules committee. <laughs> <laughs> I calm him down first because kickoffs are how the Eagles score a lot of points. So, uh, but he was saying kick off from the fifty. And if it goes, if you kick it into the end zone, then you get the ball to 35 as opposed to the 25. Now, he said that'll make teams pooch it. It'll eliminate returns. Uh, Not as strong as collisions. Yeah. You don't have as much momentum. Momentum coming down. So that was his proposal. I personally don't. I mean. No, I don't like that. I think if your kickers now, just every kickoff just about basically goes out of the end zone. Right. You got it. You know, I want us. If you want the game to be exciting, you got to have that return. You do, but you got to protect the players. Well, there, I, there were fifteen players that caught concussions on returns last year, uh, so that's why they moved up to twenty-five. I think what the NFL is moving to is you just start the ball at the twenty-five, no kickoff. Uh, I think they're moving towards that route. Uh, 
Well, there but, again, though, you, you take away the possibility of turnovers, you know. You do. You, it changes the game altogether. Now, this is, what, this is what's been interesting for kickoff returns. The Eagles are the only team to return a kickoff for a touchdown. All right, but there have been good kickoff returns. Excuse me. When teams score and get unsportsmanlike penalties, mm-hmm. them fifteen yards are killing them, right? Because uh, then the teams are driving right. You're you're kicking, catching the ball, mm-hmm. and you're able to return it yep. and get good field position. You might as well just kick it out of bounds and get it at the forty, mm-hmm. right? Uh, so here here's here's a couple rule changes I would like to imply, uh, and I've said this before. I think as far as challenges, uh, I think you get three challenges. Challenge whatever you want, right? Uh, I would like to limit it to personal fouls, not holding calls or offsides. Uh, the only penalty that's reviewable and then you could access the penalty is 12 men on the field. Mm-hmm. So you can challenge that you didn't have it or did have it, and it would change the penalty. Uh, I, I, I would propose uh, – Yeah, I think on that, what we were – we talked about this the other day, I believe. Okay. Uh, the biggest thing you should definitely be able to challenge is pass interference. Yeah. With that Julio Jones play, what was it, two weeks ago? Yeah. Yeah, but that would have totally changed the I, game. I would still, if I could only choose one, I would rather have personal fouls challenged where the, the, the defenseless receiver, because I've seen times where the guy's been hit right in the numbers mm-hmm. and gotten a penalty, and, and personal fouls, especially like hitting the passer late. Should yeah. be able to challenge it all. Yeah, this is yeah. what Bill Belichick said. Give me two challenges to challenge whatever I want. Right. When I'm out, I'm out. Right. Right. Uh, but And then you just have to be judicious on whether or not it matters enough to you to challenge yes. at the time. Yeah. But, but I'm huge on the personal fouls because I think those are the most questionable. The pass interference is more inconsistent. I think the personal foul, you can go back and look. He didn't hit him in the head right. or anything. like. I think that's more uh, – less less human error involved in that. I think that's harder to call. Right. Is the personal fouls roughing the passer and especially hitting a defenseless uh, target? Also, if you fake an injury, uh, which you can't obviously see if anybody's faking, sort of how the NBA attacked the flops. I think because I saw it a lot with my Eagles over the last couple of years with Chip Kelly when they start going, also somebody pull up lame, come out the game, come back in because you got to sit out of play if you get get an injury timeout. I think you should have to sit out a quarter or something, or sit out a whole possession, or yeah, a certain amount of plays. You shouldn't be able to come yeah, back in till the next defensive stand. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, but I, I would like, like to see too. a change that that will stop the faking injuries because you get a timeout. Right. You know, it's just I don't I don't like, I think it's kind of uh, cheap and cheesy. Uh, let's see what else. Bill Goldberg's on Monday Night Raw. He was there last week. Uh, mm-hmm. Brock Lesnar's going to be on there tonight. Is Goldberg he? looked good too. He did. He was good on, like, better on the mic than I remember. Yeah, yeah. He's, I'm sure he's worked on his public speaking. That's all he's been doing for 12 years. But he wants no piece of Brock Lesnar. Oh man, come uh, on! Nobody now. does. Um, he definitely beats Brock. I mean, uh, Brock definitely beats him, and that sets up the rubber match. <coughs> yeah, but I'm hearing Goldberg's going heel. Uh, oh, I don't know the way he's kissing babies and uh, carrying s- kids. Sets around. it up even better. Yeah, sets it up sense. even better because here's the thing: Survivor Series in Toronto. Bill Goldberg never gets a good ovation in Toronto, partially for ending Bret Hart's career. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's never gotten a good reception in Toronto. I guess okay. I guess they only like guys that can actually wrestle. Right. Uh, I don't know, but he's an iconic, impactful guy. It's interesting. It's cool that he's back. Uh, I, I'm hoping that when they wrestled 12 years ago, the match was so horrible that they got booed out the stadium. It was but it's bad. different circumstances. It was both their last matches. 
Brock even took the finish and then took the stunner from Stone Cold, who was the referee, and then flipped everybody off and, and walked out. You know what I mean? Uh, didn't really sell it. Uh, so it's just different now, and this is a different Brock Lesnar. The right. stories are different. That's pretty douchey. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. You know, it is what it is. Uh, Candace Parker. Man, I don't even know what to I told a story about uh, who did Brock fight uh, the guy I don't like. Dean Ambrose. Yeah. Fighting him at uh, WrestleMania. WrestleMania, yeah. He said yeah. he was lazy and went artsy. If I'm Brock Lesnar, I'm, you're not going to beat on me with weapons and set me on fire. Right. I don't care if you think it's not artsy. But if you're setting up a match where you're going to be dishing out a bunch of uh, damage to Dean Ambrose, and the whole uh, idea was that Dean Ambrose can take this much yeah, damage because mm-hmm. he's crazy or whatever, you got to let Dean Ambrose do something to be somewhat of an equalizer, I would think. He had steel chairs and kendo sticks. And it didn't have any effect at all. No, nothing, <laughs> I mean, unless you bring a chainsaw, you're not really going to... He it, had like something similar to that, I believe. Like yeah, he had all these different before, things. Yeah, yeah, but he didn't get to use them all. But I mean, as mad as you are, you got to understand this is a man who gets paid a million dollars a match, right. and he's not, not about to sit here and let you beat on him with weapons. Yeah, you know what I mean. I just think you, you should at least play ball a little bit. I would have liked it to have been a little different, right? But I understand Brock Lesnar's point of view. Candace Parker, uh, her team won the WNBA finals, mm-hmm. uh, and she immediately was very emotional, sending her shout outs to Pat Summit, right? Right, another iconic. Huge uh, figure that we lost this year. Uh, so, I guess that's pretty much it, man. We're going to wrap it up. All right, before you wrap up, who's on your Mount Rushmore? <laughs> My Mount Rushmore? Yeah, man. We I don't think either of us even put a a, a list down, no. even though there was a 200 and whatever amount of comments yeah, about I, the one that was I just argued against down. other people's yeah, Mount Rushmore. Right. <laughs> I was like, I'm not putting the bait out there to, I don't. <laughs> to another 100 comments. I mean, you put Jordan up there. Okay. Uh, I put Magic Johnson up there, too. Uh, okay. Muhammad Ali, even though I didn't get to see him. Is it okay to put two athletes from the same sport? I think because the impact they had on sports in general. The only – because – go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I'm, it's cool, man. I mean, I'll, I'll explain mine. I, I'm just coming off top of – like, I haven't even put thought yeah. into really who How I could think. you not, man? I had Cause, to. Because I didn't care. I spent a good 30 minutes just thinking, like, okay, well, not that guy. This guy maybe. I'd have no problem with Tiger Woods. Because what he meant to his sport, but his sport's so small. Serena Williams and her sport. Right. Uh, I have no problem with Wayne Gretzky. Uh, just I have Jordan up there, um, and if I had football, I'd put Ray Lewis up there because football is predicated off defense and hits, mm-hmm. and there was no better defensive player that I ever saw than Ray Lewis. Yeah. So you put Ray Lewis, Jordan, and you could throw Gretzky, Tiger Woods, uh, Serena Williams. But even though I don't respect their sports as much. Mm-hmm. The impact they had. They're, oh, yeah. For, they are, especially Serena. Yeah, they are the reason yeah. their sports are popular. Right. Yeah. Um, I went with Jordan, uh, Tiger Woods, because I think both of those have just had huge impacts on their sports in my lifetime. The other two were a little bit more difficult. Uh, I picked Mike Tyson. Same thing. I mean, uh, just huge impact. He was gigantic when I was a little kid. And the fourth one was a little bit more tough. I kept going back and forth between Ray Lewis and Jerry Rice. Scratch so. that. I'm putting Macho Man Randy Savage on my Mount Rushmore. <laughs> uh, no, no athlete had a bigger impact on me than the Macho Man Randy Savage. Did you take the time to click on the actual post and look at any of those? No. They're pretty funny. This one guy had 
his Mount Rushmore, and it was all crying Jordans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then there was another one that was like all the the uh, the gor- uh, the gorilla that had the boy that got killed. Yeah. It was all him on there. So. Speaking of uh, the funny. bad kicking, did anyone see the meme where I think Bleacher Report put uh, Draymond Green in as the yeah, kicker the and kicker. it said, "When you need a better kicker." Yeah. <laughs> did you hear what uh, Dak Prescott's motivation is? Uh-uh. He's like, I just keep on trying to not be a crying Michael Jordan meme. <laughs> like yeah. That's his whole motivation in life. That's pretty funny. Yeah. Well, I'm going to mention this. Next week, I will be recording on Wednesday because uh, we're going to not record on Halloween. So mm-hmm. I'll have Darnell here. We'll be talking NBA. Do not mention football uh, with Darnell in there. Man. I'm ready to bring up the Rams now. <laughs> <laughs> now that he's not looking so bright. Yeah. Uh, anything else you want to chime in on? No. All right, thanks for coming. Yeah, thanks Enjoyed for it. coming on the show and enlightening us with some uh, some good uh, information. Too bad Tim couldn't join us. Uh, yeah, I was hoping yeah. he'd be here. Yeah. We should have beat up his Dolphins at least a little bit more if, well, since they didn't They're go. winning. You can't, you I can't, figure, <laughs> can't beat them up no worse nah, than they I've been going so hard on us, probably why he hadn't come. <laughs> we got a few quarterback shots in there. Like It was pretty good. Yeah, well, it mean, was all right. Run that they, Wildcat. If they really had, had a quarterback, they'd be tough right now right. with that running game. And the defense is decent. I mean, you got guys who can make well, shit happen. So. You can't. You can't never. Your defense. It's all Sue. Sue is, making is, you know a big impact. It's and, the matchup. You know the defense right. is. Cameron Wake. Some days you just don't have it. You know. But if you got that quarterback, it's always going to be. I'm going to say this. Shout out to him. Happy birthday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had a good weekend. <laughs> Dolphins yeah, won. Happy birthday. Cubs man. going to the World Series. Uh, who you got in the World Series? I'm taking the Indians, man. I got the Cubs. I think the Indians are going to win because I don't pick my teams. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so you're basically picking your team anyways. Uh, I, 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 I'm, I'm reverse biasism. Um, all right, man. We're going to get out of here. You I'm, have to be the most superstitious guy I've ever You met. have no idea. I do, actually. <laughs> yeah, you do. Did, did you put your shirt on yesterday? <laughs> shirt, the same boxers, the same left left sock, right sock. I switch it up, get it they going. They stand up in the corner, you know. He don't ever yeah, watch right. them. He just stand there. He doesn't open lose. the door I, and I finally, let me in the house until a certain I, time yeah, hits. I, I, Once they lose, he'll wash them. I finally, I finally yeah. washed them after two losses in a row. I was like, <laughs> I got to do some washing here. Mix it up a little bit. I try to match their jersey. If they wear black, I'll wear dark socks. If they wear white, I'll wear it. Okay, we're not going to get into I it. I remember saying, <laughs> like, <laughs> jinx myself. I was like, hey, man, I really dig those black uniforms y'all are wearing. Uh, I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one McNabb tore his ACL, man. Oh, right. Man. All right, man. It's been a uh, pleasure. Side Street Grill, uh, OAM Network, Power to the Podcast. God is so good to me. I'm out. Peace. This podcast is a production of OM Audio and the OM Network. For more information, go to theoamnetwork.com.